saw Black Panther the other day. I know I'm a little behind the curve. Um, I'm not going to give a full review of it, but I do have to say that it's probably the manliest movie I've seen since 300. I just wanted to wrestle people after watching Black Panther. What we're going to talk about today is meatless chickens, Britain's calorie restrictions, which is kind of tied into that, um, why people don't see UFOs anymore, and a few other subjects. I'm Jason Carpenter, and this is The 14th Family. Okay, so we have two related stories starting off the day. It's a pretty interesting. So uh, KFC has decided to try to create a... The, the headline of the article on CBS Money... Well, I'm going to provide the links. I'm going to provide the links. But CBS's Money Watch website, they have an article called uh, KFC Creating Vegetarian Version of Its Fried Chicken in, U- in the UK. So what they're going to start doing is they're going to create some sort of soy-based or plant-based chicken-flavored... Um, I'm sure it'll still look like a, a chicken leg. I wonder if it'll have a bone in it. Because it's kind of... I don't like bone chicken, but I mean, that's I guess that's kind of the part of the chicken. If the fried chicken... I guess... I don't know. Maybe the bone will be edible. But anyways, so and it's interesting because I'm reading this article. And, and the article starts off like this is some sort of revolutionary thing on behalf of KFC. But it actually turns out that a lot of restaurants... Um, a lot of American restaurants are making soy-based versions of their products for Europe because they're starting to have a crackdown on how many calories. They're having recommendations on how many calories you should eat per meal, and we'll get into that in, in a second. So anyways, uh, KFC, um, um, so KFC's making their soy, soy chicken, their vegetable-based chicken. And then McDonald's currently has a soybean-based McVegan burger, which, you know, that that's probably okay. And then um, Pizza Hut is selling vegan pies, which is which I, I think the terminology is a little weird because when I think of the term pie, I'm thinking of an actual pie. But I guess they mean like pizza pie. I'm looking at a picture of it here. It looks completely unappetizing. Um, I don't... Isn't most... Isn't any... Pizza, kind of vegetarian, unless you put um, meat on it? Like, couldn't you just order vegetable pizza? Like, why does it have to be special? It's a vegan, 100% vegan, or gluten-free, flatbread crust. None of that sounds... Oh, interesting. Bacon bits, 100% vegan. Okay, I'm on the Pizza Hut website. I have enough horror stories about Pizza Hut to feel it, fill its own podcast. Pizza Hut is the grossest pizza parlor, and I've eaten at a lot of them. I've eaten at, like, the little mom and pop shops, and um, I had a Pizza Hut in my neighborhood that um, was just disgusting. You would order... Uh, I'd always order marinara, well, I didn't always, because I learned my lesson, but I would order marinara sauce for my pizza, and they would basically give me, like, red soup. It was basically, like, all water with, like, a single chunk of tomato floating, floating in it, and the pizza was disgusting, um... I think once I ordered pasta and they gave me, like, two pounds, it was just, like, in this huge, um... Like cafeteria style tray, the whole thing was completely unappetizing, and it's I, I hate that I'm bad mouthing all of Pizza Hut because of the local Pizza Hut in Sacramento, California. But it was absolutely disgusting. I have nothing but bad memories of it. So, 
having a vegan pizza coupled on top of that disgusting marinara sauce I had just isn't doing it for me. A lot of this is coming out because apparently the UK is trying to, um, and I think I lost my, where did it go? Okay, so while I'm looking for that link about the UK thing, I'll talk a little bit more about Black Panther. I know a lot of people have seen it already, and it, you know, I'd always heard really good reviews about it. And, you know, generally when movies get good reviews, I think people have kind of picked up on this by now when talking to me, is that I'm always very, very cautious when people are like, oh yeah, you know, this movie's the best, because normally it isn't, like... Very rarely have I seen a movie that people unanimously said was good, and it was... is Okay, let me say this. It's good, but the hype's not there. Let's see. British calorie restrictions. Um, but no, this one actually stood out. And yeah, it was super manly. Like, I was surprised. It, it was just all about, like, dudes fighting each other and, like, wrestling for control, like, politically and physically. It was like, I just wanted to go out and like wrestle people after watching it. And I still want to wrestle people. And it's been a couple days since I've seen it. Just really kind of amps you up. So I think I'm going to end up watching it again. Uh, Here is an article. um, Okay. Okay, so I found it. So what it is, is there is a British plan that's called the 400-600-600. And it's basically, it's a recommenda- It's a recommendation. They're telling people that this is what the government recommends you do, but this is it. You eat 400 calories for, for, for breath fix, and you eat 600 calories for lunch and 600 calories for dinner. That's 1,600 calories altogether. I know, I double-checked my math several times. That's interesting. I I mean, I'm on a diet, and I eat... I'm 285 pounds now, and I eat probably about 1,800 calories on my diet. I'm supposed to, like, to maintain that weight, I'd have to eat, like, 2,500 calories. So that's a good 700-calorie deficit. 1,600 calories is a huge deficit for a lot of people. The average deficit, the average amount of calories that a man should have is 2,000 I think it's kind of similar for women. So they they want everyone to eat basically under their deficit. The, the reason why is two. I mean, you could say well, there's only one reason. Well, there's multiple reasons, but we have it, every, the world has issues with obesity. They're trying to curb that as far as early deaths and medical costs. A big part of it's medical costs. The government probably wouldn't care if it wasn't costing so much money to treat people who are obese. Of course, people are going to say that it's part of like, uh, you know, like government control, government encroaching on your life. And that is part of it. I'm not going dis- to, I'm not going to say that's not true. I think that stuff like this, um, this calorie recommendation comes into stuff like soda taxes and candy taxes and things like that. The government is trying to get you to curb your behavior. They're, they're not necessarily doing it to control you, but that is the end result. They do end up controlling a portion of your life that you would think would be up to you. The reason, again, why they want to control it is because health costs are skyrocketing and they want to bring those down. Now, conspiracy theorists would say that this is just a way for the the government to, if the government, if you get used to the government controlling the little things in your life, you're more likely to let it handle the big things in your life, without question. But we'll see how this goes. So this is why they're introducing that meatless chicken. 
It's just, it, it seems weird. I don't have a problem with the meatless chicken. I don't even have a problem with the calorie restrictions. It, I, my concern always is, is that it's going to become man, not mandatory. Well, maybe. I mean, I mean, I don't, I mean, like, there are going to be guards coming in your house and like, like punching you or like throwing over your food stores if you have too much money. Maybe, I mean, too much food. Maybe it'll come to a thing. Like if you see a fat person walking down the street, the government's like, oi, what do you want? What are you doing, mate? Those are two different countries, but um, you're fat. Like, you cannot be that fat if you were following our recommended guidelines. Maybe. Maybe 1984 is not about the year, but the amount of calories that... What was that guy's name? Willis? Wallace? Watson? Uh, anyways, yes. Maybe we have finally cracked that that ingenious code because 1984 came and went and nothing happened. So it's about the calories. Next story we're going to talk about is UFOs are getting harder to spot, researcher claim, or research claims. So this is on Fox News. Now, I know a lot of people uh, poo-poo Fox News, but it's they have a great weird news section. And that's where I, I, found, I, f- I found a lot of these weird articles. So anyways... Um, <laughs> the um, headline, the article starts off with the best way to start off a UFO article, which is by, like, being a dick. Uh, first line of the article is, perhaps it should be close encounters of the blurred kind. That's pretty funny. I'm sure this uh, reporter stayed up quite late to get this. Uh, new research suggests that UFO sightings in the U.S., which tend to move in six- or seven-year fluctuating cycles, are in a permanent downtrend, and researchers are pu- puzzled. So it's interesting. So um, apparently in the past, like we'll have peaks and valleys of UFO sightings, and the, and the article goes on to say that one of the big peaks was 2012, and we'll get into that in a second. But I think it's interesting if if you if there is a natural phenomenon, if there's a phenomenon actually happening, it shouldn't peak or valley in that sense. I mean, I guess like volcanoes come and go, but mountains don't disappear. Like if there's if if you can actually say, yeah, every six years people see more UFOs than they do, and the and like there's like a six year high, and then nobody sees a lot of UFOs for a while, and there's another six year high. That seems to me more like a social factor. I think that would make me lean more towards UFO or UFO sightings are more of a social thing than a than a scientific thing. If we can see these peaks and valleys like that, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it's interesting because right now. Uh, yearly UFO sightings are there's 7,837 on average, which is a drop of uh, 41% from the three-year peak average years. Um, so from where it was at, where it peaked, it's 41. It's a big drop, 41%. The article goes on to say between 2012 and 2014, the U.S. had a peak average of 13,500 yearly UFO sightings. And then, however, in 2015, sightings fell 11% to 11,975. In 2016, saw an even more dramatic drop, falling 21% to 10,602. Then the next line is where stuff... So you here we go with that. So those are just raw numbers that the research has come up with. And so generally, when you have these scientific... Scientific... When you have these scientific studies going... 
you have the raw numbers and then you start postulating. You shouldn't, but they do. And that's when things start to go sideways. Okay, I'll take those numbers. More people, less people are seeing UFOs than before. Okay, fine. I'll take those raw numbers you have. I'm not going to question those. Next line. Costa, the researcher, Costa. Costa has not yet found a solid reason for the significant drop in sightings, but speculated that it had to do with broadband internet access. Here's a quote. We see relatively flat sighting reports from 2001 to 2006, Costa wrote. This flatness is considered an artifice of reporting, as broadband internet access was still growing in most areas. Access to broadband is a major driver in people having routine use of web reporting services, such as New Fork and MUFON. Okay. So I kind of see where they're going at. They can say, we didn't get a lot of sightings between 2001 and 2006. Fair enough. But now everybody has it. Not everybody. But you know what I mean. Most people have it. And this is my main problem with the UFO sightings in general. I was always big into UFOs growing up. I think every, everyone, when they're a kid, falls in love with something paranormal. Because the world just still seems incredibly magical and open to them and things like that. So I was big into UFOs when I was a kid and I read the book. I was big into everything. Ghosts and UFOs and demonology and spontaneous human combustion and all that stuff. But anyways, uh, I'd read these books and you have these pictures of these UFOs. And I remember read one book I was reading said to um, carry a camera with you at all times in case you see a UFO. And so if you see a UFO, we can take a picture. And if only people carried cameras we'd have more ufos and i thought about that at the time i was probably like 12 or 13 cameras are still relatively expensive we didn't have digital cameras back then but i thought what a great idea yeah i should totally like carry a camera around with me all the time now that that would just make me get beat up um all the time by bullies so i didn't i couldn't afford a camera anyways but now everyone has a camera everyone has a camera We used to get, you could look back and we'd get maybe 10 to 15 good UFO photos a year. And you just had people with like actual camera cameras, like film plate cameras, Kodak cameras. Now everyone has a camera. We get like 10 to 15 good photos a year of UFOs. That's what doesn't make sense to them. These 7,000 sightings... We should have 10, let's say, let's 10%, 10% people take pictures. We should have 700 photos a, a year minimum coming back of these things. Now, I understand that when I look up at the sky and I see something that I can't identify, that is a UFO. And I understand that that is what is in this report. These 7,000 sightings are both large visible aircraft with windows and you see little aliens walking around through the windows that's part of the 7,000, and me looking up and going, whoa, something just flew by, like a dart in the sky, like a little little light bulb that I was also in that sighting. And so, when part of the problems with the UFOs is that it's such a vague term. Part of the problems with UFOs is that we're, the, the numbers that they're throwing at us for the amount of sightings, we're not getting anywhere near that amount of photos. Or video. Or anything. Where are the photos? I'm not a total skeptic on this thing. I can be convinced. And I'm not saying that I just need photos to convince me. It's going to go a long way. You can tell me that this is going on. And you can tell me, oh, 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 no, no, no. There's more UFOs 
We just don't have enough broadband internet to report them. There's more UFOs, but people just look, aren't looking up as much, which is actually what they say earlier at the, in the article. They say the spike um, that was seen in 2012 can be attributed to the Mayan calendar media Balihu, causing more people to look up, Costa said. So in 2012, more people were looking in the sky, and that's why... No, more people were thinking about UFOs and the end of the world and all of this metaphysical stuff, so people were seeing more stuff, more things like that. That's a more obvious answer. If you're going to be on the fringe of science, if we're, you, you do have to start to be honest at a certain point and go, eh, you know, maybe, maybe most ghost stories are made up. Maybe some of them are true. Maybe a minority of, are true. But we have to assume... We just, you just can't accept everything. And so these 12,000, when someone's interviewing this person and go, why did we see more UFOs in 2012? I can just imagine the reporter going, uh, people looked up more. Because that's, they're grasping at straws. That's really the only thing that they could pull up. I think it'd be awesome if UFOs were flying around and we had footage of them and like, you know, I could wrestle them. I could show them clips of Black Panther and then communicate via wrestling. That'd be awesome. But, you know, you know, we need a little more. We need a little more. And you need to start, UFO enthusiasts, you guys need to start putting your best feet forward because, yeah, come on, you know, come on. The the reason why people, there's less UFO sightings is because of broadband internet access. That, that just doesn't wash. You could see, I would have accepted a made-up answer like, uh, there's less sightings because, um, the solar system's heating up, and we've seen in the past that UFOs don't like being around heat. Okay, I'll take that. Or the the global temperature is going up, and UFOs are trying to send us a message by not visiting us. Well, accept that. If you're going to postulate something, postulate something. If you're going to postulate something about something fantastical, postulate a fantastical explanation. Don't then say it's because we don't have broadband internet. It's just bizarre to me. It's just bizarre. But speaking of aliens, Elon Musk, everyone's favorite, well, except for reporters. Reporters don't like the guy anymore, but Elon Musk, everyone's favorite tech genius. He's like a, uh, he's like a James Bond bad guy, but good. Or at least, like, maybe this is his origin story. He tweeted the other day, there are no aliens, officially at least, dot, dot, dot. And of course, all the conspiracy sites and the, and the fringe science sites go crazy. It'll it'll be um it'll be interesting to see. I, I think a lot of times I think everyone wants something to be out there. And I think when somebody um who's obviously very rich and very powerful and has access to halls of government and access to science um and research that the common man doesn't when they post something like this, it, it may be tongue in cheek, but it definitely gets everyone excited. Like because we want there to be aliens. I think that that would be exciting to know that there are other things out there and they're visiting us and stuff like that. So we have articles where we're talking about the UFO sightings, but then we always, you know, get thrown this little bone and people go, oh yeah, maybe, maybe it's it. It would be awesome. I'm not going to lie. If there were aliens though, I don't know if Elon Musk would know about it, even despite his like tons and tons of money. And the fact that he probably hangs out with scientists and stuff like that. And, you know, again, the question always becomes, is it 
it, what's what do we care about? Do we care about aliens? Or do we care about aliens visiting us? Because to me, it's two totally different issues. If someone goes, yeah, there's aliens. We have proof of alien life. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, it's thousand light years away. And it, we can just tell from like gas from a radio spectrometer. I'm like, ah. Uh, but if they say, dude, we have proof of aliens. And I'm like, really? And they're like, look out your window. That's what we want. That's what we want. I want to look out my window and see like a mothership. Or like any any type of ship. Be like, whoa, look, at there's an alien. And hopefully they don't like kill us before we kill them. Because we will have to shoot them out of the sky. That's that's obvious. But that's what we want. So yes, there probably are aliens. And Elon Musk technically is right. There are... Wait, no, no, no. Elon... Yeah. Elon Musk said there are no aliens officially at least. Like... <sighs> Yeah, we just want aliens. And so when people give us the smallest bit of hope that there are aliens out there, I don't know. It's It would be awesome. I'm not going to like poo-poo on the whole... I, I'm going to poo-poo on the whole UFO thing because I think that's kind of lame overall. But I'm not going to poo-poo on the existence of aliens altogether. Because I think it would be awesome. I think it would be awesome. So that's all the stories we're going to do today. There's a lot of bad news today there's a lot of like crummy like dark stuff i'm still trying to figure out how to work that into this podcast um so i'm not gonna touch it right now we're gonna figure it out because again i want it to be relatively lighthearted. but when you're dealing with conspiracy stuff and like dark dark topics they're, they're gonna come up so we'll figure that out i still haven't come up with a catchphrase to say goodbye but I did figure out how to um, fade my music in and out. So that is going to be beneficial. So we're going to go ahead and close out from here. I am Jason Carpenter, and thanks for joining the 14th family. <laughs> <laughs>